And I'm Lauren. And you're listening to Pearls and Pages. So welcome to episode eight, Books Within Books. Uh, Today we're going to be focusing on stories where books are a large part of the story uh, and sometimes even feel like a character in and of themselves. Yep. Um, So Lauren, do you, uh, before we get into talking about that, do you want to talk about what you're currently knitting and reading? Sure. Um, so I always have a works in progress list a mile long, but I'm just going to talk about the one thing I'm actually working on. Well, two things. I should talk about the tomatoes. I'm crocheting seven tomatoes. I can't tell you why I'm crocheting seven <laughs> tomatoes, but know that it's happening and it's weird. <laughs> what I found very interesting was that, didn't you say you got them out of a book that was just crocheted vegetables? Yes, it was. I'm just wondering who sat down and was like, you know what I feel like doing today? I want to figure out how to make patterns for all the vegetables. Someone whose kid really likes playing grocery store or farmer. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, But anyway, besides the tomatoes, which is weird, I'm also working on the Celtic Myth Shawl. Uh, The pattern's on Ravelry. I forgot to write down who designed it. I'm sorry. Um, But I'm knitting it in Blue Moon Fiber Arts Gaia uh, base in Nevermore which is the Neil Gaiman-inspired colorway, and I love Neil Gaiman, so I had to buy that yarn. Uh, and I really love working with it. It's a DK weight, it's really soft, and the colors are really subtle and dark, and I'm going to England in April, so I want to have a nice cozy shawl for the plane. Yeah, that'll be really, really good. And yeah. you said you're, you bought extra skeins, so it's going to be big enough to almost be like a lap blanket, like a, right? Yeah, like a lap blanket. I have like triple the <clears throat> amount of yarn I actually need, which I didn't realize until after I cast on. Sweet! Bonus yeah. yarn! So I just like edited the pattern. So the Celtic Myth Shawl is going to be huge because I edited it with math, which I'm not good at, so let's see how math. this goes. I used math! I'm so amazed! I can't do that! Neither can I. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had Julie go over my math to make sure it was correct. It's good. It's, yeah. it's always good to have a buddy double check your math. And it helps that the designer put the equation in there and all I had to do was insert numbers <laughs> and then make my friend check it. <laughs> um, but besides that, I'm not going to talk about my other works in progress because it's just depressing. <laughs> <laughs> but you're, you're, you're plugging away. I mean, I'm this, plugging away. This is when you started last summer, I think. So it's... Yeah, probably. It's yeah. good. You we probably have it finished in under a year. I think that's good for works in progress. Probably. If it's, if it's finished in less than a year, I think that's good. It's the ones that drag on for like five years. Then you oh, start to... honey, I have projects older than that. <laughs> I have projects that are the same age as my little sister. Oh, boy. Yeah. She's eight. <laughs> um, and moving on, uh, I'm also reading Desperation by Stephen King. Um, Is this the one Sherry gave you? Uh, she didn't give it to me, but she recommended it. It's not as... There's not as much, like, magic in it as some of his other books have. Like, mm-hmm. there's always, like, that kind of creepy other world underlying things. And yeah, that's in this. But Desperation is totally one of his books that could happen. Like, Psycho Cop just pulling people over on the side of the road, abducting them and murdering them (laughs) oh how delightful yeah i love horror books i've been a big stephen king fan since high school and there's a few i haven't read yet and so i decided to pick up desperation and i picked up his one about time travel and the jfk assassination which title escapes me at the moment i'm gonna read that one next cool 
Yep. You're kind of on a Stephen King kick right now. I am. I was hanging out with my dear friend Sherry, our dear friend Sherry, mm -hmm. and found out that she's a big Stephen King fan, and we just talked about Stephen King for a really long time. And uh, I found out that there's a new book in the Talisman series coming out, uh, so I need to reread those, Talisman and Black House. And uh, I've, I've just... I'm, back on a Stephen King kick yeah <laughs> and are you listening to anything currently I'm listening to wool by a person whose name I forget <laughs> and that was another Julie recommendation yeah right? that was a Julie recommendation I am listening to that on audible and it's great the the visuals are you f you feel like you can reach out and touch it <laughs> oh nice I may have to read that one too I I will read anything Julie recommends because she's not steered me wrong yet uh, and wool is by Hugh Howie Hugh Howie. Okay. Yes. Um, I also downloaded two other books that I'm going to listen to soon by uh, Christopher Moore. I downloaded his book Fool, and I downloaded his book Lamb. Uh, Fool is uh, Shakespearean inspired. Oh, I might have to read that. Yeah, and they're both like comedies. Oh, let me know how you like that one. I will. And Lamb is a Bible parody. Interesting. Interesting. And I think it's like uh, about Jesus's best pal Biff or something like that. I forget his actual name, but I'm really Biff. Yeah, <laughs> like as in uh, cat on a hot tin roof, Biff. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh, I love that we synchronized. Oh, because <laughs> we're the same person. It's fine. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So, what are you knitting and reading, hun? Uh, so, knitting. I'm in the middle of three projects right now. I'm still plugging away at my Jess sweater by Amy Miller. Uh, I have to say a special thank you to our friend Sherry because she totally saved my ass on this one. I was really struggling, could not get gauge. I was not able to figure out how to get this sweater to be the right size because, again, math. And poor Sherry... I called her. I did not know that she was at home feeling really, really sick, and God love her. She picked up the phone and did all this complicated math for me and helped me figure out what needle size to, to be knitting and what size sweater that I should be knitting. So, Sherry, you are a golden god, and I love you. She actually asked me about it when I saw her the other night, too. She's like, how's Amber doing on her sweater? <laughs> I, I'm definitely going to have to knit her something or, or buy her some yarn or something to thank her because I never would have been able to, to figure this out by myself. Um, so, yeah, so it's coming along. It's um, I'm probably about 11 inches up the back, so I need to get to 15, and then I'll uh, divide the, the backs and front and join at the shoulder and then pick up for the sleeves. Uh, and then I resurrected my Atlantic Star Jumper, which is by Ruth Gallo. Uh, I talked about this one many, many moons ago, and I'm finally back to knitting it again. Yay! Uh, and I'm using my fleece artist kit to knit that one. Um, and it's been really good because the two sweaters are so different. You know, Jess is a DK weight, and there's a lot of cabling on that one. Atlantic Star is fingering weight and that one's color work so it's good I kind of switch back and forth between the two and then I don't get bored and then sort of my easy little portable project that I'm working on is just a really simple ribbed hat for my nephew I knit the same one for his dad for Christmas and he loved it and wanted one so I'm making it for him for his birthday and I'm using Knit Picks Swish Worsted uh, in white really exciting colorway name <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so I, I just recently had to go on and buy the yarn for that, and then that was making me feel really guilty about how much yarn I've been buying lately. I 
really haven't been doing so well with my New Year's resolutions. That's fine. Um, so, Lauren and I have already talked about the, the hundred acre, that was not English, hundred acre woods shawl kits that we both purchased recently. Uh, and I was sort of able to fudge that a little bit because I was like, well, it's for a specific project and it, and it's a gradient and I can't help myself with gradients, so... So what's the point of trying? Uh, but then I went out and bought, um, I was having a really bad day at work, and so I went on to Nerd Girl Yarns, and I bought two skeins of yarn, and that was one thing that I said I was not going to do anymore. I wasn't going to buy single skeins unless I had a really specific project in mind. Uh, but I bought one skein of the Bounce and Stop, excuse me, Bounce and Stomp on Peabody, uh, which is named after a character in the uh, Elizabeth Peters uh, Amelia Peabody mystery series, uh, which I talked about in our last episode. Uh, and then I also bought a skein of Shima in the colorway is called You're a Wizard, Harry! It's so pretty! It's a really pretty color, and it has sparkles in it, and it's just really fun, and it was exactly what I needed to lift me out of my bad mood that day. But then I broke another rule that I had set for myself this year. Uh, I think it was just a few days after, too. This wasn't like within days of each other. Uh, I had said I was not going to buy any more sweater quantities of yarn for a while because I have, I was counting it up, and I think I have like eight sweater quantities right now. Yeah, it's really bad. You still don't have as many as Sherry. <laughs> it's, it's bad enough. Um, and... Madeline Tosh was discontinuing a colorway that I had planned for a very, very long time to make a sweater out of, and this yarn hasn't even been out that long, so I figured, oh, I have plenty of time. It's not going to be discontinued anytime soon. <sighs> it was. So I had to immediately go on to Jimmy Bean's wool and buy enough to make a sweater. So, yeah, that was kind of bad, but I'm, I'm going to buckle down and I'm going to do better with my resolutions from here on out. No more yarn for a couple of months. I believe in you. No more. I can do it. I can do it, Lauren. Uh, I can't make that resolution. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, that's <laughs> that's totally fine. Um, yeah, so then in terms of what I've been reading, it's uh, nothing. Really nothing. Uh, because I am in grad school, I've mentioned that before, and I have like a thousand pages of reading a night, and so I don't have time to read anything that's not class-related. So unless you would like to hear me talk about the effects of climate change on population size at the end of the Bronze Age, I'm going to just uh, segue out of that topic. Okay. That actually does sound a little interesting. <laughs> it, it, it is. It is a little interesting. A little interesting. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so now, Lauren, do you want to talk about our books within books? Sure. Um, I'm excited for this. I've been making lists of books that feature books. Um, and there's so many, I had to cut it down. Um, but the, one of the first ones that came to mind was The, uh, The 13th Tale by Diane Setterfield. Have you read that one? Oh yeah, I read that one in college, and I always meant to reread it. It's a really good one. I actually read that one for a class in college. It was our British, uh, fantasy course. Oh, that's, that's a really good book. Well, yeah. you should, you've, you've read it more recently than I have, it sounds like. So I actually reread it not that long ago, too. Um, so it focuses on Vita Winter, who was a famous novelist. Um, you know, she's, she's getting towards the end of her life, and she's always been very, very secretive about her personal life. You know, where she came from, her background, things like that. And so she enlists this kind of amateur biographer, Margaret Lee, to come and listen to her story, and... You know, she promises that it'll have ghosts and twins and mystery and kind of Lee is Margaret's 
hesitant at first, but eventually gives in, and it's it's fascinating. And it's it's her thirteenth story. It's it, it. sort of sounds a little bit like the seventh uh, Harriet books that uh, Harriet Wolf's seventh book of wonders that I read recently. I, and I remember as I was listening to that book that it reminded me of a great deal of the thirteenth tale. Yeah, and this was one of those books like I read this book in a night. <laughs> I could not put it down. I started reading it for class at like seven o'clock when I got out of work at the library and I was reading it until like three in the morning when I finished it. Yeah, I'm gonna have to reread that one. I yeah, that was a good one. It's so good. I have it on the shelf somewhere. Oh perfect. I have I'll Diane Setterfield's uh, newer book too. Um so yeah that was the first one that came to mind. Um there's also Mr. Penumbra's twenty four hour bookstore by Robin Sloan. That's on my list too. All I want to say about this book is bibliophile cult. <laughs> if that doesn't want to make you read it, nothing will. <laughs> uh, think Knights of the Templar, but bibliophiles. The next book on my list is The Book of Speculation by Erica Swyler. Uh, it is about Simon Watson, who's a librarian. Uh, he gets sent this book that's a log from the 1700s, uh, A Traveling Circus. And it talks about, you know, a lot of kind of magical things and specifically these uh, mermaids that were uh, girl women that held their breath for a really long time under the water. And, you know, it, it gets a little mystical, magical about how they may or may not have been real mermaids. And I enjoyed that one a lot. That was a really good one. Me too. And, uh, you know, it turns out that his family has generations of these women. Um... And that they've all drowned on July 24th. And he gets a little Spooky. obsessed with that. Yeah, and obsessed with this log. And he has a sister, Enola. And the closer it gets to July 24th, the more obsessed he gets. And it's it's, it's worth the read. Well, another book that really stuck out for me is The All Souls Trilogy by Deborah Harkness. Oh, so good. I love these books. They're like everything Twilight wished it was. <laughs> <laughs> So much better. So much better. Yeah. And it's uh, it's about these characters, Diana Bishop and Matthew Claremont, uh, who are respectively a witch and vampire. Uh, if the last name Bishop didn't give it away. And uh, the book Ashmole 782, which all of the, the creatures in their universe think pertains to how each creature began. Every creature has its own lore as to what this book contains. Yeah, it's sort of their their origin story. Yeah, their origin stories. And they all are convinced that it's their origin story. Right. And what, what makes them different from each other? What makes them different from humans? Exactly. You know, um, vampires make other vampires. Witches give birth to other witches. Demons are bizarre. <laughs> sometimes demons give birth to other demons. Sometimes they don't. <laughs> Um, and, and there's a whole element to it too about, um, you know, Matthew Claremont is, he, he works with genetics. Yeah. So a big part of it is, is trying to figure out, uh, why are their numbers declining as well? Yes. Um, and it's, it's really fascinating. And the, the obsession with this book throughout the whole thing, like, what does this book contain? The importance of this book throughout the whole thing is... And in book two, there's time travel, and they go back to Elizabethan England. Which yeah, there is. Awesome. It is pretty awesome. Just awesome is all I can say. Yeah, I've I love these books. I've read them so many times. <laughs> um, and it's not just a love story. It's really a mystery, and that's what I love so much about it. Yeah, it's really good. And how a book can drive so many people freaking murderous and crazy. 
Yes. Um, yeah. I'm going to wait to talk about Shadow of the Wind until you bring it up. So. Okay. Uh, all right. So uh, I have a couple on my list as well. <clears throat> my number one book within a book, which I, I love this story so much. And I just get the most incredible feeling when I read it. Like it was to the point where when I finished it for the first time, I was so, so sad because there was no more. I like, I wanted to cry because I just wanted more of this book. And that book is the Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society, Aww. which is possibly one of the longest book titles known to man, but it's awesome. <laughs> um, it's by Annie Barrows and Anne Schaefer. And it's about uh, this character, Juliet, and she gets a letter from someone in the uh, very isolated island of Guernsey, off the coast of England, and he somehow managed to get a hold of a book with her name in it. Uh, I forget how exactly. Uh, and they start writing back and forth, and he's talking about how when Guernsey was occupied by Germans during World War II, uh, they, the people on this island sort of formed this literary society, uh, and it, it sort of happened accidentally as them trying to uh, have a cover for why they were breaking curfew, and then it sort of became a way for them to escape. Like, these books really saved their lives during this terribly turbulent time. And so she goes there to meet all these people that she's been writing with, and she decides she's going to write a story about them. And then she just ends up getting so wrapped up in their lives and changed so much for the better because of them. And, oh, it's just, it's such a poignant story. Like, I just, it makes me want to cry talking about it. I love it Aww. so much. <laughs> um, and I had the incredible good fortune to meet Annie Barrows at BookCon a few years ago. Uh, I went and she was giving a talk and was talking about her, her well, then new book. It's been out for a while now, uh, called The Truth According to Us. And that's another one that, that features books a lot. Um, that one is about a main character, Layla, who uh, ends up being sent to this very small southern town during the Great Depression as part of the Federal Writers Project, which is one of the New Deal programs. And she's sent there to interview all of the townspeople, to find out about the town's history, and write about it for the Bicentennial. But, of course, the people don't necessarily want to just talk about the you know, very factual history, like with dates and, and specific things that can be verified. They talk about their own perceptions of events and talk about things that some people wouldn't necessarily want talked about. And so there's a lot of you know, scandals and secrets that get revealed. And, uh, and again, it's a very similar situation where she ends up becoming enmeshed in these people's lives. And that one, I think, is a really great summer book. I remember reading it in the summer when it was very, very hot. And, <laughs> and it takes place in, in the South during a very, very hot summer. And so it's just, I, I really felt a part of the book. Um, another one uh, is The Readers of Broken Wheel Recommend, and that's by Katerina Bivald. I'm not really sure how to pronounce her name. Uh, this one, I, I, I specifically remember when I picked it up I, and read the back of it, I was like, this sounds like Guernsey. This sounds like this is going to be another Guernsey, and I hope it is, because I was so sad when that book was done, and I wanted something similar to feel that way again, and it did not disappoint. It was such a good book. That was the first one in, like, a year that I had read that I could not put down. I think I, I probably stayed up late two nights in a row and just like sped read through the whole thing. Uh, that one is about a character named Sarah 
of who's from Sweden, I think? Somewhere. Somewhere in Scandinavia. Anyway, she ends up selling some of her books on eBay or some such thing to a woman named Amy, who lives in small-town America. And they end up talking about books and forming this online friendship. Uh, and Amy invites Sarah to come and visit her there, and how they're going to spend all of this time reading books, and she's going to show her all around her town and everything. And she gets there, and Amy has died. She actually gets there, and it's the day of her funeral. And so she's kind of like, what do I do now? Like, I quit my job, and I came here, I'm just planning on staying here for months. And then the town just sort of adopts her. And she ends up making a bookshop with all of Amy's books. And I, and I love the way that she categorizes them. I mean, she'll do things like, you know, rather than authors A to Z, or like, here's simply fiction, or here's simply... You know, mystery. It'll be like, oh, mysteries that feature a kick-ass female lead, and then we'll be like, girl with a dragon tattoo, and then this book, and then this book. So it's just it's a really, really interesting story. I love that one a lot. Uh, and then the book that I'm currently listening to, uh, have not finished yet, is Little Paris Bookshop by Nina George. And that one features uh, a character, uh, Monsieur Perdue, who he lost his love many years ago, and his life has sort of been at a standstill since then. He's been pining for her, uh, and he refers to himself as a literary apothecary. He has a little houseboat, and he's turned it into a bookstore, and people will come in and he will prescribe books to them. So they'll come in with a particular ailment, you know, maybe it's empty nest syndrome, maybe it's you know, their marriage is failing, and, and he'll be like, here's the book for you, and then it will help heal them in some way. Maybe it'll help them to cry, maybe it will help them to laugh, maybe it'll help them to move on. Uh, and anyway, he, through encountering other characters, realizes that he needs to prescribe something for himself, and he needs to move on, and so then he sets off on this epic adventure, and it's, uh, it's really good, very whimsical. Uh, and now I guess we should talk about the mother of all book-within-book book stories that Lauren and I have both read. Shadow of the Wind by Carlos Ruiz Zafon. Oh my gosh. Such a good book. It is. You're it's, the one that got me to read it. I did. Um, it's actually a trilogy. Uh, I started reading the second book and couldn't quite get into that one as much. But one day I'm going to go back and read books two and three. But book one was just phenomenal. Um, this one is about a boy named Daniel. His father is at, well, it takes place in Barcelona after the Spanish Civil War, and Daniel's father uh, is a book dealer, and so he's always grown up surrounded by books. Stories are very important to him. He wants to be a writer, and he wakes up one day very sad because he can no longer remember his mother's face. You know, his mother passed away when he was very young, and so to make him feel better, his father says, I'm going to take you someplace special to the Cemetery of Forgotten, Forgotten Books, which I just love the sound of that. I wish this place was real. It's just it has such a romantic sound to it. It does. Um, basically what this is, is it's this great big building, uh, not open to the public, and it is uh, sort of a house for books that have either been banned or just forgotten, fallen out of fashion, what have you. All the other copies were burned, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, whatever, for whatever reason, like, all of these books have ended up here. And there's this crotchety caretaker named Isaac who looks after the books, and you have to have a special password to be able to get in. Um, anyway, so uh, Daniel and his father go there, and it's tradition that on your first visit there, you have to pick a book 
that is your book. Like You become responsible for it, for keeping this book and this author alive. And he chooses this book called The Shadow of the Wind by Julian Carax. And he just comes to find out all of this interesting stuff about the author. Like, you know, there's all of this mystery surrounding him. And uh, someone was going around and buying up all these copies of his books and burning them and trying to destroy the author. And so he... You know, I was just trying to solve the mystery of what happened to this person, and it's oh, it's so good. It's yeah. such a good book. It really is. I do want to go and reread the other and reread. I do want to go and read the other books in the series as well, because it, it. I don't want to give any spoilers, but I like the way it ends. Yeah, and it does have a good ending. Although the I I started reading the second book, and it has nothing to do with the first book. Oh, okay. But I've been told that in book three, they connect. They connect, okay. So you, if, you, if you've if you read book one and you're thinking about reading book two, you just have to kind of know going in that they don't... They don't connect It, do, it doesn't, like, pick up where book one leaves off. Okay. Uh, special mention to my favorite character in the book, Fermin Romero del Torres, <laughs> who is just one of the funniest characters really in the world. Is. And he has... Such great lines in this book, and I have to mention this book was actually written in Spanish and translated. Mm-hmm. And I've had issues before where I'm reading a book that's a translation where it just feel like you can tell that it's not in the original language. Like it feels choppy, or it just mm-hmm. it just doesn't flow. It, it doesn't, doesn't have that well, same yeah. way with words. It doesn't have that that beauty to it. This book is not like that. the The translation is phenomenal. It's it's just such a lyrical book it is it's so well done um one that i feel like we should have mentioned is s oh i forgot about s yes oh can we forget about that one i was just thinking about s we were just talking about s who wrote s um wasn't it jj abrams it was jj abrams with someone else like i feel like jj abrams produced s (laughs) uh well anyway why don't you i I talked more about shadow of the wind but why don't you talk about s so S is this book within a book, and it's definitely a visual book. Yeah, you don't want to get this one on um, on ebook. No, go out and buy the paper copy if you can still find it. Um, I saw it at the bookstore last week. Yeah, so it's J.J. Uh, Abrams and Doug Dorst, and it's literally, you pull this book out of its cardboard sleeve, and it is uh, a novel that has notes written in the margins that are these like letters back and forth between two people that keep leaving the book on the same spot on the shelf. Yeah, so there's there's two stories going on simultaneously. So there's So there's the novel novel, Yep. And then there's the story surrounding the novel of these two people writing their notes back and forth to each other. Yeah. And trying to solve the mystery of is it was it was the mystery of who wrote the book. Yeah. Who the who the author really was. And there's all sorts of little goodies in the the back sleeve, like um like secret codes yeah and, and just, oh, oh it, it was such a fun read it's really delightful and you know I, I love the way it ends I wish there was more of it it was it was so much fun <laughs> and I definitely I found myself being more interested in the story of the two people who were writing the notes than of the novel itself yeah I um I definitely was more engrossed in the notes than anything else <laughs> yeah that was such a good one it was. And it's just, it's so, it's so nice to have that tangible object of it because they've got the the code in the back and all the postcards and there's just so many layers like seeing their handwriting because they use different writing for each one of the notes. and Yeah, and you can tell um, what time period it's written in because it, it's, it, it takes place over the course of several months. Yes. So they'll keep going back 
and writing in the margins again. So you can see based on the color ink that they're using. Yeah, what time period they're writing in. Exactly. And it's, it's just go out and read this book. Just go and buy it right now and then tell us about your experience with it because it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, we would love to hear if you have suggestions of other books within books that we should read because honestly, that's probably my favorite genre. The, this whole topic came about because I was thinking about episodes we could do and I was talking about books that I really loved and I was realizing that almost all of my favorites are books within books. Um, so yeah, I would I would really love to hear your suggestions. Yeah, and um, I'm just going to give honorable mentions to two books. Uh, the Air Affair by Jasper Ford, which just involves books constantly. That's one that I have been meaning to read, too. I know you, you recommended that one to me. The first two or three books are really good. I haven't gone beyond that yet. Mm -hmm. um, Mrs. Havisham is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, it's about Mrs. Havisham. <laughs> it's just, it's so much fun and so so well done bringing in all these other characters and like the book police it's just go out and read jasper ford guys uh he has a lot of fun with the books and i really enjoy reading them um and then there's also another book i forgot about so the other one is the invisible library by genevieve miller uh so the invisible library just think librarian ninjas meets doctor who <laughs> And books are of the utmost importance. These librarians working for this kind of out-of-world library that's in between all the other universes that exist go into these different universes and collect books that are important. Yes, and there's all sorts of other creatures and stuff in the book, too. There's like, like dragons and dragons, yeah. And it was, I've only read the first one, but I, I recently downloaded the second and third one, and I'm going to listen to those as well. Yeah, I'm going to read those, too. I just picked up the second and third ones as well. Um, and another honorable mention to Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norell, who we're going to talk about more in another episode, but the book, if Mr. Norell had just shared his books, none of this would have happened, and I love it. <laughs> he really did make the entire thing happen because of his selfishness. Yeah, and Susanna Clark, please, just write the next book. Oh my it's god! It's been like 15 years, It's been please. too long! Just write another one, please. I'll give you my firstborn child, just write the next book. <laughs> Um, I have an honorable mention as well. Uh, this is a book that I read forever ago, and I can't believe that I just now thought of it when talking about books within books. Uh, it's called Silverlock, and it is by John Myers Myers. Uh, for a while it was out of print, so I don't know if it's back in print or not. But this one is, uh, it's about this character who's very, very selfish, and he ends up uh, being in a boat accident, and he washes up on a place called what do they call it nope nope no. just wait it's coming it's gonna happen la, 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 la. really a fictional land known as the commonwealth of letters thank you that's You're what welcome. i was searching for <laughs> you kept scrolling past it I couldn't find it. That's okay. <laughs> um, so I'm not sure if this is still in print anymore, but uh, I'm sure you can find older copies at your local library if it's no longer in print. Um, and this is about a character uh, who ends up being known as Silverlock, and he's incredibly selfish. And he ends up being in a boat accident, and he washes up on a place uh, called the Commonwealth of Letters. And 
there ends up encountering all sorts of literary figures and some of them it's very obvious who they are some of them are sort of in disguise and I mean he meets everybody he meets uh, characters from Shakespeare he meets Robin Hood he meets Don Quixote he meets just everybody and it's just a phenomenal phenomenal book and you should definitely go and read it nice uh, so yeah, I think that is, that is episode eight. Yeah, that's everything we got, guys. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about why we love the book? So we did that. Yeah, we did, did that. You did do that. Did we? Okay. Yeah, never mind. Okay, okay, so that's everything we've got, guys, for episode eight. Yeah, uh, as always, uh, thanks so much for listening, and please, we would love if you would, uh, email us, uh, with some of your suggestions. Webmaster Lauren? at pearlsandpages at gmail.com uh, You can also feel free to check out our blog uh, that's pearlsandpages.wordpress.com or <laughs> visit us at Ravelry on Pearls and Pages Just Google Pearls and Pages and come you'll, check us you'll out. find us. Yeah. Yeah, we, made it, we made it pretty easy. Really. Yeah. It's a no-brainer, guys. It's fine. <laughs> so, thanks, thanks for, for listening! listening.